going on, everybody? It's your boy Rashad Little Candy Yams. Kickback. Excited to uh, bring you this podcast. Uh, I wanted this this guest that we have. I think um, me and her just talk for for hours when we get together, and I think that um, I'm just I'm more giddy and excited to have this podcast, and I think that she is. Uh, but uh, I just want to say, you know, first of all, shout out to Open Media Lab, and shout out to all of the people out there. Um, but I want to invite you guys officially to the Cancer Killers podcast. And um, I want to want to just open this up by saying that we're promoting for our September 25th event going down at the Winston-Salem Junction Market or the Winston Junction Market at 6 p.m. Our social hour starts at 7 p.m. We are on liftoff. So I'm going to, uh, you know, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our, our guest for today. Her name is Devorah Black, the wonderful, mighty Devorah Black. Devorah, say something to the people. Well, good morning. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm so happy that Rashad has invited me to be a part of such an important event. Thank you so much for just having me this morning. Um, hopefully, I'm able to give some good information to your audience. Absolutely. So thank you, first and foremost, for allowing me to do this with you, um, mm-hmm. because I, I think before... I think we we met what like a year ago, yeah, year ago, and uh, we just been at it all ever since. And I, when I tell you you guys, this this woman is an absolute jewel, mm-hmm. jewel in my life, as well as her husband, uh, Mike Black. Shout out to him as well. Um, let's get started. Just uh, you know, starting with a brief history, you know, of your family and you know some of your roots, and uh, you know, give people some, give people a little business plug, and just kind of tell them how you. Um, or where you are, what you know, wh- where you came from uh, as Devorah Black, and then we'll get right into it. Well, um, I've been a business owner here in the city in Winston Salem for uh, this year, um, as of September, for thirty years. This is my thirtieth year anniversary of being a business owner in Winston Salem. I'm currently uh, a partner in ISAA Financial with my sister Heather Ascot King, and. Um, I just have been a, a business designer, uh, owner of DeVore Designs Brands. I've done quite a bit of things in this town. A lot of people know me. I love to be a giver. I'm involved in a lot of stuff. Um, one of my favorite things is just being a ministry to women and business owners and helping young people. I love my millennials. I love helping people get in business for themselves and thrive. That's my passion. I like being involved in so many things in this community. Um, I love um, what I'm known for as a retirement and wealth um, benefit person. Um, A lot of people like to talk to me about helping them with their retirement and wealth management. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I'm known for. Um, Last year was one of the hardest years of my life. Um, I became a year before back, if we can roll back a little bit, in 2017, I decided to come into the family business. Mm And um, in April of that year, and um, help out with our family business and and become an agent with them and with my dad, Frank Ascott, and my sister, and so forth. And um, I was in a time of my life. Everything was just golden. And um, actually, I won the top agent of the year in in the country. And um, we had just gone to Marco Island, Florida, to um, get my award and to do speech and everything, and then do my husband's birthday party up in New York City with my best friends, mm-hmm. Tammy Watson um, and Connie Brown and my husband and their husbands, and we were having an amazing time. And I found a lump in my breast, and all of a sudden my life came to an amazing halt. All right, so 
That's where I was. Let's, let's save that for just, just a second. Yeah. So you were living your best life. Living my best life. Just going around the country, being wonderful, Devorah Black, as we know you to be. It still is. Uh, and, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to pl- plug this movie really quick and of what course. we're, what we're going to talk about. Um, but as we were talking about on the uh, on our previous podcast with uh, Tanisha, she was also living her best life. Yeah. And this, and this you know, just kind of came along. But in her only choice is about a woman that, you know, struggled to get pregnant. Yeah. And she uh, got pregnant. But at mm-hmm. the same time, she found out she had breast cancer. And so, you know, uh, although that is an extreme case, right, mm-hmm. uh, or it may not be extreme, but uh, it's it's... It's one of those things where you're living your life and, you know, as I'm doing my research and finding out more about how, you know, and what afflicts black people in this country, I found out that uh, heart disease is the number one killer. Mm -hmm. Cancer is the number two. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, in terms of that, I just thought about my diet and I thought about my life and, you know, if my life were threatened right away, you know, what, you know, what are the things that you feel like you wouldn't be finished with or what, what words do you feel like you, I'm not asking these questions, you know, I just thought about like these thoughts in my mind that would just kind of go, cause you just living your life, you know, you don't think that, you know, your life will be uh, rear-ended like this in the sense where you really don't know how and what your journey is going to turn out to be. But I was talking to the world back again, y'all, and um, I think we're going to get to this a little bit later when you just decided you wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought that was so powerful, and I just thought about, like, my days and how I spend my days and my time. Mm-hmm. Is it really measurable in the sense that I'm making impact, you know, each and every day? Mm-hmm. I think looking, you know, sitting across the table from Tanisha, I think that when you, when you are reminded that life is precious, mm-hmm. you kind of figure out, like, all right, I think that my time needs to be utilized in a very specific and deliberate way. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, some of the top 1% people in the world, you know, uh, in any field of human endeavor, I think what they realize is just that, you know, uh, is that your time is deliberate and all of that. So I want to come back in mm-hmm. and talk about the, the after you live in your best life, go into um, going to the doctor, figuring out that you had a lump in your breast. Like, give us give us a little bit of, what you were thinking or what you what was going through your mind. So pick it back up where you were where you uh Well we'll go back a minute. Okay. Um for the last three years prior to that, I always had something going on with my breast. Mm. And so they always scared me and I t- mm. and they always come back and said, I always had a mammogram. I'm one of the girls who really take my health seriously right. because um health um diabetes, heart disease and everything ran in my family. So I always said and vowed to myself I will always take my health seriously. So mm. I would go get my mammograms, and they always say, you know, you got to come back. And so they had me on this thing where I had to come back every six months. Mm. So I would be at this big scare and have to wait on Fridays till Monday to find out, oh, is this going to be the time? Is this it? And it was not. And I would be able to go back to my life. Mm. And so this time, I almost had a spirit in myself to tell me, oh, this is it. This is going to be the time. But they had told me this time, um, the month, the year before, that I could wait a year. Um, after that six-month time, they said, you don't have to come back for the six months anymore. You can come back in a year. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, I felt like I was out of the woods now. Well, that was not good for me. I should have requested to come back every six months from now on. That's just a side note. Mm. For my girls out there. So anyway, I come back a year later. Mm. 
I feel the slump in my breast. I do go get it checked out, knowing that this time was an odd situation and knowing that probably I'm going to have an issue. Ooh, okay. Okay. So I go to the doctor, and they said, you know, we not only see one lump in your breast, we see four. So I sit back in my chair, and I said, oh, okay, all right. And I felt this knowledge in my mind to say, okay, I'm not dying. I'm not going to die of this. I'm going to get to the other side, but I believe I'm going to have a journey before me. Mm-hmm. That's just the girl that I am. And we just began to fight. So my, they called my husband, my dad, my sister, and my little niece, my amazing niece who was 13 years old at the time. We were the ones who was in the room when they gave us the news. Mm-hmm. You have cancer. You have stage two triple negative breast cancer. And we need to get started right away. And the first surgery you have is a port. And then you're going to start chemo. And really quickly, your hair start coming out after the chemo. Mm-hmm. And so that's when everybody saw me, who's probably out there part of your audience. I did the Goliath must fall shaving of my head mm-hmm. because I couldn't handle uh, mentally uh, watching my hair fall out. That literally, the anxiety of that made me feel like I was having a heart attack. I ended up going to the emergency room thinking I'm having a heart attack when literally it was because I was always known for my haircut. I I love my hairstyle. I love who I was and everything like this. I was having anxiety attacks. And they said, you're not having a heart attack, Miss Black. Nothing's wrong with your heart. You're okay. And I looked on the bed at the hospital at Novant and my hair was on the bed and happened to be the uh, nurse practitioner said, I too had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And she said, I know what you're going through. And I looked at her and showed her a handful of my hair and said, I know what to do. And I called Carl at CB's class act and said, can you fit me in? I know what I'm going to do. And I shaved my head live. And I called it Goliath Must Fall. And that was how I began my whole journey. Mm-hmm. And not only was it that week, it was also that my mom, who had dementia, went to her church and told everyone that my daughter's going to die of cancer. So I had to get my head together because we and my sister had just started this, this business with us now being the owners of our company, ISAA Financial. And we now got to get ahead of this thing. And I'm like, I have cancer. And I gotta, I'm a business owner. And I, I don't need everybody thinking I'm going to die. How am I going to deal with this, this, this thing? Right. And I got to get my head out of, I'm not dying. I'm just not going to die from this thing. And I'm a boss. You know, this is who I am. So I'm going to do this thing my way. And this is what I'm going to do. And so that's what I did. I shaved my head. I got up every morning. I put my lipstick on. And my first day of chemo, my sister made a post on Facebook. And she's going to walk in here with glitter shoes on like a boss at chemo. And that's what I did. And every day I fought. I decided to do it my way every day. It was not like it didn't hurt. It's not like it was easy. It was just going to be my way. And I refused to give in to Satan and let him have my, my, my everything. He was not going to take it all. And he was not going to have it all. I was going to give it to Christ. 
And so I was in a mode where I was fighting so much that I couldn't connect with the process of how hard it was. I just had to go into, I'm going to get through this no matter what, every single day. That was what I was doing. Well, meanwhile, all of this was going on. I was on chemo, and then they switched me to another chemo by the holidays. I always took someone with me. It was so amazing that I always had a girlfriend. I had girlfriend power that was amazing. Kappa Alpha Psi power that was amazing. My, my husband's power, oh, my gosh, with his frat brothers. Ooh, those guys rose, and those Kappa Alpha um, Psi sweetheart women, Oh, they were there for me. Everybody. It was an amazing village that I didn't even know was so wide. Um, You just don't know how to release and let go and let people help you until you get into a place like this. Because I was a woman with such pride. Mm. And, you know, this thing has a way of humbling you. Yeah, it has a way of humbling you and lets you realize that you too need help. You will have to be humbled when you come to a crisis like this. And so I did. I let people, do, I let people help me. I let people be there for me in my own way. But every day I did go out here. My friends and my, my family, my, my family members were, of course, the closest. But I remember one of my good friends in December who really changed the entire trajectory of my life was Dr. Kathy Stitz at Winston-Salem State. Shout out to Dr. She, oh my gosh, she had no. She probably to this day may not even know what she was that she was there for me, on the trajectory of what changed everything. But I had a doctor at that time who I was really trying to get to hear me, and I was at Novant, and my my tumor was growing, mm-hmm. and it was hurting so bad, and I kept trying to get my doctor to listen to me. And she was saying, no, 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 you have an infection in this tumor. And I was on on chemotherapy. And she said, no, it's just an infection. And I said, no, this thing is hurting. I think something's wrong. And they were having me on chemo. And she said, well, I need you. Why don't you just look at her chart? And I said, my chest is hurting. My heart is hurting. So one of the biggest lessons I hope anyone's listening to, if they're ever going through this, is you are your biggest advocate. Mm-hmm. On any health condition you're going through, mm-hmm. you know your own body. You must fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. You always also must consider taking someone with you, mm-hmm. because they can also help be an advocate for you when you can't always have your biggest voice heard. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the voices that helped me be heard when I was so emotional because I got frustrated. Mm-hmm. So she also spoke up and said, "You know, maybe you want to look at her chart." you know, about her heart or anything like this and made the doctor change what they were do what they was they was made possibly doing for me at that time. Well immediately they decided that maybe we should go on to have the double mastectomy and what that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But also I, that was the decision that we needed to do at that time to say we need a second opinion. Right. So that second opinion was we needed to go from one hospital to another mm-hmm. and we did. And so we had the double mastectomy, and it immediately went into having 44 rounds of chemo, I mean, 44 rounds of radiation and chemo. And I really believe to this day that really changed my life. It changed my life. It helped me fight and everything. And so from that point on, 
we, um, we've been fighting and we've been coming out to a victorious win. And prayerfully, that will be the victorious win for the rest of my life. Um, I don't ever say that, you know, you're, you're forever out of the woods in cancer. They don't tell you that either. I was just going to ask that question. It just yeah. doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I believe it's going to happen like that in my life, and I live like that. So um, March 23rd, I rang the bell April 10th after the 44 rounds of chemo. After having another, I mean, after 44 rounds of radiation and chemo. This is 2018 or 2019? This is this year. This year, okay. After having a double mastectomy, I rang the bell on April 10th, and then I had to go on another dose of chemo after then, mm-hmm. okay? And then um, it was Memorial Day weekend. I mean, I, I took a whipping on this, guys. And uh, I was scared to leave the city. I wanted to be near my doctors. I kept on... Still in the back of my head saying, but, but if, you know, if I get too far away from here and I get too sick, you know, what's going to happen? Well, when I'm, uh, I have, I have a, my mom, I have, a, uh, I have my stepmom who I call my mom as well. She also went through cancer. And she said, if you leave your city, what do you think, what's the worst can happen? She said, you know, the technology today, doctors can send records no matter where you go. Right. She said, it's time for you to get to live. Mm-hmm. You need to go on. Don't be so scared to live and leave, a, you know, leave your city. Mm-hmm. Go. And I wanted to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed to just go. You know, in my mind, I knew I could fight here because my whole team, I got my village, I got my, my friends, yeah, and I haven. have my safe haven. Mm-hmm. Right. So I made a decision. I'm going to the beach with my mom who went through cancer and survived it, and I'm going to be fine. And we went to the beach, and I decided I had, I had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough right before I called her, and it was 3 o'clock in the morning. And I started crying quietly, and um, Mike was right beside me. Next thing I know, that was about the first time I really, really just lost it, you know, because you could be strong, but for so long. And next thing I know, I started wailing, like just getting mad at God. That was the day that I knew I had a breakthrough. I mean, I started literally almost cussing God. Like, I'm, I'm you know, God, you're just going to take this cancer. I'm sick of you. You have done, you know, I'm just, you're going to have to take this cancer away. God, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of what's done to women. I'm just tired of it, God, type thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, loud, like probably the neighborhood loud at 3 o'clock in the morning loud, that kind of loud. And Michael got up, and he had to almost hold me and console me, just crying a river. And then I felt better, just better, like a big old luggage was over me, like I've been carrying this luggage the whole year journey, luggage. Then I called mom and said, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the beach. So then we went to the beach on, for Memorial Day weekend um, on that Tuesday. And I posted something about I had my arms out. And I started playing Beatles music on, at the beach. Beatles music, y'all. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to listen to Beatles music. And listening to the song called Here Comes the Sun. Love that song for some reason. All of a sudden, playing that song all the way to the, uh, to the beach at 5.30, 5.45, almost 6 o'clock in the morning. Just like I was like in my another zone, mm. just released. 
I said, God, now I'm going to give you the cancer, and I'm taking my life back. And that was the beginning. And my birthday was July the 2nd. And I wanted, and we were having a 50th birthday party. We did it on the first at Sweet Potatoes. Mm-hmm. And everybody came and packed the house to, to come and celebrate my 50th birthday. And that was the best day I've had all year. From the from that birth, from going to the beach for the um, Memorial Day and my 50th birthday party, I never felt so much love in my life. No matter what I've gone through, it's almost like having a baby. You almost forgot the pain mm-hmm. once the baby was delivered, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've been ever since then hashtagging living my best life because I don't care about cancer anymore. It's not gonna have me anymore. I'm done. I'm so done. I'm so freaking done with cancer, you know? It tries to take and steal everything we got. It tries to take our finances. It tries to take our family, our businesses, our everything. But it does not have me. I'm bigger than that. I don't care what it's doing to me. I'm just going on with my life. It hurts, yes. It, I mean, it is so devastating, yes. It's the worst thing I could have ever gone through in my life. My, whole, my husband took his whole life and stopped it. He has not worked in a whole year to take care of me. My husband lost his first, his first wife to cancer, and we've only been married four years. And here comes his wife with cancer. His whole family have suffered so much before me. And here I am with cancer. Oh, yeah, we've paid a price. But our Father in heaven, he made promises to us, and I expect him to keep it. And here we go. That's where we are. There we are. So now, where am I today? Well, the boss is back. There I am. I'm back. I'm 80% at least. What a wonderful head of hair. What a wonderful head of hair. Because I sure lost it. I went from bald. I did not wear no wigs. I bought wigs. Then I gave them away. I, uh, I don't know where they are. I don't know if I gave them away or they're in a the closet somewhere, but I'm back. I'm so back. And if I'm not back, I'm trying to be back. But um, God is so good. He's faithful. He is so faithful. And um. My journey today is I got to help so many other women because um, triple negative breast cancer is brutal to Afro-American women. And the majority of Afro-American women do not make it from this, from this dreadful disease. And um, I happen to have a resilient triple negative breast cancer. I wasn't expected to make it. But God had the last word so far, and I expect him to keep his word. And any woman out here that needs my help, I expect to be there. I don't want to be too busy. That's the lesson I've learned. I don't want to be too busy to not be there for another sister. I want to make sure that I use this life that I have to help another woman who may not have the kind of village that I've had. Or who feel lonely and lost at night 
They don't have anyone there for them who don't feel strong enough to go through because it will knock you to your knees and not make you feel strong enough to go through. And make sure that I help them get the resources that they need from what I do know. Because I believe God left me on this earth to help one more. And as long as I live, I'll be there. That's what I do know. Well, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry today. Um, but it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to do so. But I think that um, we love you, Devorah. We really do. And I just, uh, I think that, you know, the wonderful lesson we can learn from all of this is that you never underestimate the power of people. You know, especially when your life is approached with such such um, hard and critical times. And so, you know, again, guys, I think that, you know, we we only celebrate um, documenting every year. We, we celebrate breast cancer awareness, but it happens to someone every single day. And every single day, fights like divorce are being made. And so um, you're right, you know, it will knock you to your knees if you if you let it. And it'll keep you there if you let it. But uh, such is life as well. And so um, I've never met a better community of fighters than those that are um, afflicted with these diseases. And so um, I don't think I need to say anything else other than, listen, y'all, September 25th, we are kicking cancer's tail on Wednesday. We are uh, packing the house out. We are really, really wanting to educate people and really put in people's lives that fight, you know, because people that don't think that, you know, people have their back absolutely do. You just have to be there. Right. So um, I don't have anything else, man. This was Rashad Little, Candy Yams Kickback, um, September 25th. Shout out to Open Media Lab. Shout out to uh, the Winston Junction Market and everybody that uh, has been a part of this. Ember Audio, Woe Imaging. Um, Everybody, just everybody that's been a, been uh, a part of this process, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know these two panelists are two of the best fighters I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. So uh, we're going to close out there. Devore, do you have any other final words? Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Rashad. And thank you for whoever's listening. And if you ever get to meet me, feel free to stop me. I'll be there for you. I'll just give you a hug. Thank you. <laughs> have a good day. All right, peace. This production was created and supercharged at the Open Media Lab, located in downtown Winston-Salem. Learn more about how we can assist on your next project by visiting openmedialab.com.